This is Everything Life with Crystal. Welcome to another episode. Today I have an amazing guest, Ivana Bodrocic. She is Croatian, lived in France, Italy, Monaco, Greece, Austria, Turkey, Montenegro, United Kingdom, and currently lives in Germany. But what's amazing about her story is that she stuck to her promises and made her mark for herself across the world. To top it all, she has a master's degree in international management and is highly experienced in the tourism and hospitality industry. A little bit about our friendship first. We met in Austria while studying for a master's program. I was amazed that time how she moved to a place without knowing the country. I'm incredibly proud of her. Since we have met, she made a mark in other parts of the world. And because of that, we have a long distance friendship. She's been an incredible mentor along my journey and my personal growth. Welcome to the show, Ivana. Hi. It's a pleasure. We have known each other for almost seven years, if I'm counting correct. Oh. Or even Already longer. Do you still remember actually your first impression about me? <laughs> actually, yeah. Pretty much. Really? Oh my like, God. Yes. <laughs> um, My English wasn't really good, to be honest, back then. You are so smart. I always admire you because you, you knew everything. You were already there studying. And me, all new, in a new country, and wasn't sure about the language, university, everything. So I, I saw in you in which direction I want to go. So I really admire you, Beth. Wow, that's and like now. super kind. <laughs> like, that's like so... Yeah. Uh, thanks so much because honestly the reason why i chose you for this episode was because i was just like amazed because my first impression was this young woman is like super courageous because she asked always questions during the lectures and other people and me i was back then a bit more quiet i would only speak up if i knew the answer so like i had to overthink i was like always amazed like how courageous she is asking questions so beneficial later in life that also made me think okay maybe that's the reason why she's so courageous moving to austria just because she's so curious about everything and she doesn't really care about what other people think that was my impression about you i have to say back then i felt really low like i felt i don't know nothing i can't even compare to all these people they know everything they know much better than me their knowledge is better so i would say it was a low low me i felt really bad and that's i felt non-knowledgeable And that was mm -hmm. the reason. I don't care. The only solution was to ask. Because if I don't ask and I don't know where this will lead me, basically, yes, you need the courage to ask. Sometimes you ask your dumb questions because you don't know. You, If you don't ask, you will never get, know the answer. You will never get the answer. You will never get the information. Your doubts will still be doubts. I think it's very important. Uh, basically, I had nothing. So I had nothing. You had everything because I think in order to have everything, you need to be aware what you have and what you don't have to realize and envision where you want to go. If you feel like you're at the wrong place or you don't belong, is get a perspective on where you are right now, where you can go 
and then what steps you can take. And I think your story or your life journey so far has been testimony to that. Before we jump into detail, why I believe that and why I think listeners should hear your story is, let's start with how did you actually decide to move to Austria? Since I did my bachelor in Croatia, and I'm coming from Croatia, I always wanted to go to study abroad. Of course, I, when I was talking to my colleagues back then, and they said, don't even think about it. You don't have money for that. Previously, so back uh, seven years ago, students didn't have opportunity as much as they have today. At least in my country, um, if you wanted to study abroad, that meant you need to have enough finance sources to go somewhere and it wasn't supported as it is today. When I decided to go abroad, what I needed actually to Austria, I needed financial support. So my financial support was me. Unfortunately, my parents couldn't afford that. So I decided to work and invest money in my education. That's how I did it. Why Austria? I'm actually, I wanted to go to, to be honest, to England. That was my wish, but England was much more expensive back then and I couldn't afford myself. So I thought, look, you want to study abroad. This is what you have. Okay. And uh, use that and go and think where you could go. So Austria was a perfect option. It was cool, not so far from my home and the education system was really good. But my, as I said, first wish, like my goal was to study in England. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted. And that's how I decided to study in Austria. I really like your sharing that education is a luxury, basically. You didn't have financial support. So what did you do like after your bachelor's? Because you came for your master's to Austria. Did you work or how did you financially support yourself? During my uh, bachelor, but also afterwards, I worked in the auditing industry. That meant traveling all around the uh, Europe and working for millionaires and billionaires. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the big yachts for rich people. I was working as a crew there. That's how I got my money. So I worked, I saved and prepared myself. Really interesting insight there because you mentioned that you worked on this yacht uh, or for this company and that you saw a completely different lifestyle. Did that in any way shape you as well? Seeing how people have a different life? Absolutely. This part of my life where I worked in the yachting industry completely changed my, my life perspective and opened my eyes to what is important and how I see the things afterwards. Because working for such different kind of people in different circumstances made me think what I really want in my life and also how I see my life, what are my priorities. And it was actually a challenge, really, really nice um, a life experience that helped me to see my path and actually change myself. Change myself in a way where I could clearly see what's 
important in life? Is it the money important? What kind of people, what kind of person I want to be in my life? Is it all about money that I will earn? Is it all about what's inside of me? Is it all about what I'm investing in me? Where I should invest? What's my priority? Where do I see my family? Where do I see my life? Actually, very nice experience that helped me shape my future. Wow. I think it's amazing that you share that because I can relate to that in an aspect. I don't come from a privileged uh, family or I don't have that privileged background. My career now definitely opened also my perspectives on how people live a different life in terms of there may be some people that are financially more well off, but do not necessarily have that lifestyle they want. So they may have the money, but they are spending less time with family or they work so much that they cannot take care of their own health. So I can somehow also relate to that experience because it also shaped my point of view like money of course can help you to be more financially stable more secure you're less scared about the future but it isn't everything in life relationships are more important and health i would say if i didn't have that experience and didn't encounter those people i would not think that way absolutely what i learned And I set my priorities because I consider that it's very important to put your priorities, put your path where you want to go. Because if you don't decide what do you want and then don't set your priorities, you will try different ways and it won't lead you anywhere. Prior to anything, just decide. It might take time. It might take Uh, you might take wrong decisions. But at the end, if you don't try, you will not know. Setting priorities it will help to your life a lot because then you will just go and you will, you will be on your path, so to say. Another thing I wanted to mention uh, when I was uh, working for this, uh, for millionaires or billionaires or the people who really have money, I said two kinds of people who have money, who are rich. So for me, I divided them on those who earned their money, so who started from zero, and those, another group, who inherited or who got money from their parents. Those are the two groups of people who are really different. It can be seen on a, on a first you i would say and that's what differentiates people the thing is that you earned from zero your fortune actually doesn't make you a, a later on a bad person that you are rich but because sometimes people just think a rich are bad people or the thing is the people who earn their own money are just different and uh, their self-confidence is different the others uh, who didn't earn their money are just on another level i would say and then i find myself where i wanna i wanna earn everything alone 
character wise any big differences that you have noticed based on the experiences that you have made by encountering those people yes for example uh, people who earn their money are more self-confident mm-hmm. uh, more determined to do what they want on the other side those who are who didn't earn their money are insecure and um, they don't respect all that because they don't know how is to earn it insecure and what kind of way insecure in um, character wise and also on another note actually not determined in going forward insecure in setting the priorities it's really interesting that you have made that experience because a lot of people have encountered different individuals based on how they live and also how they made a living for me the biggest differences that I saw is people regardless whether they had a wealthy background or not but decided to start from scratch is that they are more gracious towards their journey that they have made and are more focused on giving back to the community or not necessarily giving back financially but it could be time-wise in a sense of donating or spending time in shaping other people's lives and on top of that of course you can also financially give back that's also so what I've noticed like is a very big difference that people that started from the ground usually remember and have this sense of staying humble and down to earth. Of course, not everyone is like that, but I would say for the majority they try to stay close to the person they were before. Because if you reach that stage in your life, you realize that you have reached that part, but what else can you do in terms of your life and other people's lives with what you have i agree with you uh just wanted to say that actually or what you said i agree with and also that as you said if you are starting from scratch then you know how difficult it was and you will definitely appreciate the things afterwards and also not only appreciate other things appreciate your time appreciate you and uh, as come as you mentioned uh, people are ready to help other people because maybe they went through what they what also they experience actually the difficulties and they want to help other people so i think yes it all comes it's all mixed with the personality but also the way how you started things and all that makes you a complete um, person just you and uh, one other thing that i'm curious about if you've noticed that too realizing that what you see what a person owns or what a person wears doesn't necessarily give you the right view of what they actually have in the bag that was like a very big one for me because i have had some colleagues or have some colleagues and people in my life they come off as so um everyone is entitled to use the money how they want to right and is entitled to wear and buy whatever they want regardless of the financial situation what i saw though is that it's like doesn't really give you the right view because there's some people that wear like really expensive clothing or own a very big house but then later on I've seen them struggle I think that is also like the wrong way like how things are sometimes communicated 
on TV or in movies because people get this wrong impression. It just makes you think to not prioritize things the right way. I also saw, saw that and sometimes according to the clothes they wear, you can get a completely wrong impression because... <laughs> As I said, that I worked for uh, very rich people. Sometimes they even don't care what they are wearing. You would think, who is this? Our perception, I would say, when someone is uh, rich, that they have all expensive clothes, expensive jewelry, but it's not the case. On the other hand, I've seen, as you said, a people who cannot even afford themselves regular things for everyday life, but they choose to buy expensive clothes in order to show their financial status or whatever, to show something. I've seen that so many times. Fortunately, I don't agree with that. I think when you meet a person, that's how you can make your decision on what kind of person is that. Everything outside doesn't show, doesn't say anything. Yeah, it's it's really eye-opening for me because like I've met some people that have like really high management positions. You would think, okay, you kind of know how much to earn based on also how much you earn. We look at into the aspect like how if they have their own company, how many sales they're making, how much profit is left. I'm still amazed like how people cannot live off that financially even though another person could substantially have a completely different lifestyle for not only themselves but future generations because of how they make their purchase decisions. I think it's really uh, interesting that you shared what you learned on that yacht and also in Austria in terms of financial aspects. After you moved away from Austria, it was a little bit quiet between the both of us because it's just like this time in your life, um, 20s, mid-20s, early 20s, where you try to figure out yourself. Back then, when I checked, was, uh, you told me that you moved to UK. How did that happen? And you also mentioned you lived somewhere else before moving then to UK. Yeah. So after one year in Austria, I met Master. I, as I said, I always wanted to go to UK. And it just something broke at me and I said, and stop this. I want to go where where my initial goal was to go to England and I wanted to go there and I will do anything just to go there. So I came uh, to a situation where I couldn't just go to England because England for me was more way more expensive. I decided to work again, so I worked again and I uh, spent uh, some time uh, in another country, it was mostly Turkey, but also other countries like Montenegro, France, Italy, in between, um, and Greece. And uh, it was a really beautiful time where I earned money and I worked, but decided to go for my goal. And that's how I decided to move to UK to finish my master. I am just curious because after all these countries that you have listed, you could have stayed there. What do you think personally made you decide? Why is it in your head that you need to end up in United Kingdom one day? First, I would say I was struggling with a language. So um, I was studying on English. Wherever you go, it's English. 
And basically my English wasn't good. It was very difficult to come to study on English without any prior course. So what I've learned in school is basically what I learned in high school. So that was all my knowledge. I didn't go to courses or anything. So, and when I came to study master in English, uh, I was all surrounded people who already studied three years bachelor on English. It was so difficult and challenging for me. So I thought I want to do this on English. In England, I want to learn the language and just when I end up there. I was so happy that I did it because despite all that journey, I did what I wanted. My way wasn't one way straight. It was, uh, I would say, a few ways. But that satisfaction to do what you plan, it can't be measurable. Yes, and you stuck to the promise you made to yourself. Yeah. Would you say that experience after realizing that you are capable of achieving something that was so hard, like financially, and then also not knowing people and after visiting and living in other parts of the world, in what way did it shape your future decisions? Well, um, I'm wary, but very persistent person. And uh, basically, when I want something, I'll just find a way how to do it. Even if it sounds impossible, I find a way how to do it. That was experience where I proved myself that everything's possible, where I proved what I can, where I proved my inner self that what I want can be achieved. So I did that. I have a, another, I have other goals also. And uh, even though they seem to be far away, I'm sure I'm going to do it because I proved myself I can. So did you and everyone. Just it takes, maybe it will take a long way to get what you want. But you know what? You can do it. Anyone can do it. It's not easy, but just be be persistent and you'll get what you want. That's exactly what I saw when I experienced my first impressions about you. I immediately saw that, but not everyone did, right? Because a lot of people thought, oh, who is she coming all the way from Croatia, not knowing this courses and, and struggling with a lot of things. I myself was like, she compared to all other people that had it like easy. If she knows how to take advantage of that, that will have a tremendous impact. That has amazed me about your entire journey so far. I really hope that I can pitch this idea to her that she's part of this episode so you can share your experience with an audience. What's so interesting is after moving to United Kingdom and staying there, finishing your degree, you decided to move to Germany. So again, to another country. Like what made you decide to go there after you have actually achieved living in your dream country? Yeah, actually, my dream was to study in England. Okay, so just study, study there. there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, afterwards... I went back to Croatia, but didn't feel like staying there. 
I like my country and I want to stay there and to live, but not at this moment because I wanted to move. I wanted to experience something else. Then I got married and it was the first time that I was moving to another country, not as a single, but as a couple. And we decided to go to Germany because my husband now, um, he already was in Germany and somehow we decided to move to Germany. Okay, so it was technically love that made you move to Germany. Uh, yes, I don't, <laughs> to be honest, without love, I, I never thought I'm gonna end here. It wasn't in my plans. It wasn't in my wishes. So basically, it was like a, so to say, life. But I'm not, I'm not sad about because I love it. I love to experience new things and I'm happy about it. A new country, a new challenge. Yeah. Why well, ask specifically why you moved to Germany after achieving that goal in your life is like then when you used to live in Austria, you didn't necessarily learn German or had that effort. When I once called you, I think, I do not know when exactly, but I called you once and the entire conversation was in German. Your language skills have improved tremendously. What was the reason for you to decide I need to learn the language? Well, um, as you said, in Austria, I didn't have enough time. I didn't have everyone has a time but to be honest i was struggling with english i was struggling and when you don't know the the language well you know i was struggling with everything maybe um impression of other people as uh, you said was that what the hell is she doing like she doesn't know anything she look I, I, and i felt like that as they thought like lost poor <laughs> so I didn't have enough time for German back then in Austria. I was just focusing on my poor English and my studies, and I was fighting with all that. Coming to another country, Germany, definitely, you need to know German to survive here. To survive, it's funny. Um, it's not to survive. Some people even don't speak. I think it's very important when you come to a new country, try to learn a new language and customs and try to adapt yourself because being able to adapt is very important. Yeah, stay, your, stay yourself. But those who adapt, those survive. So definitely, I said to myself, I have to start to learn German. And that's what I did. It was very difficult and still it is difficult because German for me is very difficult language, but I really enjoy, I love to learn languages. Uh, yes, as, as you said, I've learned, but it's not still complete. Where it's not the stage which I want to be uh, in the future. I'm still at a learning process. I'm sure you will also achieve that goal sooner than you believe. And your German is really, really good. <laughs> So I used to live in Germany also for a short period of time. Yes. And it's actually close to where you live right now. But I didn't stay because I wanted to pursue studying my master's program. And I also realized that social life is so important because uh, when I used to live there, all I did was work. Okay, I used to live with, uh, with relatives back then, so I knew some people, but all I did was like work and I was so worried that if I would stay, I would become a workaholic. I always said to myself, I will not prioritize my work over 
relationships or personal well-being besides knowing your husband how was it like for you to meet other people very difficult um i don't know if you have tried connect uh, on social media volunteering um on maybe meet up uh, did you ever try to find uh, another way of how to socialize yourself not necessarily before covid okay maybe i was to a certain extent extreme workaholic i do not know where to draw the line here <laughs> i didn't have the time to meet other people and to do hobbies like prior to covid i was traveling a lot so monday to fridays if i wasn't in the office i was traveling to finland sweden switzerland denmark I always had this mindset Monday to Friday I'll devote myself to work and the weekends is the time that I would spend with family didn't prioritize it back then to meet new people because every time I would travel to those countries for work I would meet new people I would have been super overwhelmed to also in my private life to meet new people make new friendships uh, prior to covid definitely not and then during covid just urge to meet people because you spend all this time in home office i would meet my colleagues friends and relatives over this webcam like we're talking right now i was urging socializing so much because of also all the restrictions and everything The only time that I used social media to meet new people was through tennis. I joined like other people that ha are passionate or want to learn about this sport and the easiest way to find new people is through something that you enjoy or something that you are about to learn and then you have to rely on meeting other people that are either more skilled at it or have a passion that you have as well yeah um back then maybe um i found myself on another in another situation where i'm in a new country and covid basically started where should i meet people who with who i should talk and actually um what i find really important when you come to a new country is not necessarily to make friendships you cannot force it but for your career to expand your career network it's very important and i experience it now what i could do in um a situation where i couldn't go anywhere where i couldn't go for uh, go to events and meet other people so i found other options and i suggest to anyone networking is really important for your career and uh, my professor at the university would always say networking is working and that sentence is always in my head basically means that to network in another country I've used several I would say resources which could lead me to expand my network. It can be volunteering as I did. It can be online events, webinars where you meet people. And just you can surely um you can just simply write to them and people will respond. To write them for example on LinkedIn. That was uh, one of the ways how I met other people also those I took some courses uh, online courses where I also met 
other participants and um, and actually met them and stay in a good I would say relationship. Those are all sorts of kind, all sorts resources where where you can where you can help yourself to expand your network um, during this very challenging. Yeah, networking is working because during COVID, when the people wrote me on social media, LinkedIn or Facebook, they inspired me to do a lot of things because with my own website, millennial-wary.com, I didn't know anyone who had their own blog during COVID. People started to reach out to me and said, oh, I always wanted to something similar or have this hobby. Do you have any tips on how to create a website, how to create a podcast, how to create a YouTube channel? That was super interesting because once they encountered and asked, I learned so much in return. I met, for example, someone via LinkedIn and she has created an entire network on YouTube in one year. She publishes a YouTube video every week, but she has a full-time job. That made me think if she can do that and she has this much higher position than I have, who am I to think that I cannot do it as well? Seeing that other people can achieve that reminded me that I can do it too. There's always opportunity. You don't need a lockdown or a circumstance to happen in order to start with something that you're passionate about. And at the same time, you can also keep your full-time job if you know how to prioritize things. Networking is like working because you do not know when you where you can end up. But at the core is you are working for yourself and you're working for your future. You're not dependent on uh, an employer telling you what skills you're allowed to learn. You can discover those skills yourself. And this can also be beneficial for your full-time job. doesn't necessarily only have to be beneficial to your hobbies. I didn't know, know that back then if people wouldn't have reached out to me through those social media channels. Yeah. Um, during COVID, yeah, we were so unhappy to still are that we cannot connect to other people. But I would say before, prior to that, we didn't have time. We didn't have time. People were so busy with all other stuff, but not with themselves. And suddenly you got a certain amount of time to think about yourself. Okay, where I stand, what I want, and it's it's life changing. I I believe this period changed so many lives, and the people who see in this this as a challenge, I think they use it on a positive way to change their lives. Yes, you said something really interesting though you said um COVID allowed people to think I generally believe that as well because people during COVID or during lockdown had to reflect on where they want to go and what they want in life not everyone like the both of us had the experience of living in different countries and because if you live in different countries and you are by yourself, you have a lot of time for yourself. You do a lot of reflecting because you have to. 
um, when you are a nomad or making a living in a country that you where you have no one or you are new you have to think about a lot of things that have to do with reflecting and people that don't have the time for themselves never spent the time thinking about where they want to go in a deeper aspect and COVID allowed them to reflect. I believe this me time uh, can be very beneficial for my, yours, everyone's personal life. So I think it's very important to have your, your me time. Ivana, your story is testimony that there's nothing comfortable about figuring things out and figuring out where you want to live. And it's usually things that keep you awake at night that you should try to pursue. In my aspect, I like to do the things that scare me, even though that requires some courage and you have done that. You have followed your fears. You were really courageous. And I think that's just like really amazing. And I'm sure you will inspire listeners out there. If you reflect now going back to your story and hearing yourself while you were sharing your life with me and the audience, is there anything that you can tell to people who want to start from scratch in a foreign country? Yes, of course. Um, I'll just go back uh, to the beginning where uh, from a small place where I lived, it was very difficult to go somewhere else, especially to another country. It was a big move for me and it was very difficult. One day I just decided it was a Christmas, our family lunch. And I said uh, to my family on Easter, I will be in France and working there they said what the hell again your imagination please leave us alone with that <laughs> please don't stop don't don't start i said okay we are here now having lunch but on easter i will be in france and say hello to you and happy easter from france they said okay we had enough <laughs> they didn't believe guess what i was on easter on Easter holidays, I was in France. Prior to that, I decided to move forward, to look for the job, to look for my first job abroad. I borrowed 500 euros from my grandma, which I gladly gave back later on to my grandma and proudly after I earned the money. I went to a 24-hour trip by bus because it was not expensive, it was cheap, with a person who I met through on internet, with a complete stranger to a new adventure to a new country, to look for the job, to go to the place where I don't know. And it actually changed changed everything, my whole perspective. I've been there for a month looking for a job. At the end, I luckily found what I wanted. But what 
is my point. My point is that you need to do that first step. I was scared. I was really scared. What the hell am I doing? Where am I going? Who am I going with? I don't know this person next to me. I don't know where I'm going. In which, what is that country? How will I live there? But I figured out, out all. My, my fear was suddenly gone. Since then, I'm a free person. I got the courage I needed that I didn't have in my life. It reflected so many times in my life afterwards. Do that first step, even if you are scared as hell. Do that and your, 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 your life will be changed. Just be courageous. Do that first step and also be persistent. If you have a goal, be persistent. It will lead you where you want. You will get, I'm sure, you will get what you want. Maybe you won't get on the first side. Maybe you won't get for two years, three years. Doesn't matter. You have to be persistent. You will get what you want. Doesn't matter. And the persistent person can do anything. Like, it, it can be done. And just believe in yourself, but just in yourself. There will be so many challenging circumstances that will that will put you down, that will make you feel as a poor person, that will show you that you are maybe not capable of doing that. There are people who will be on your track, but don't permit that stops you from what you want. Wow, so many insights. Unfortunately, we have to wrap it up now and we hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you. It was, a, as I said, it was a pleasure and I was honored to be your guest. Thanks a lot for listening. Please visit my website called millennial-worry.com. Leave a message and I will make sure to reply. If you like this episode, please subscribe to Everything Live with Crystal, available on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast. I will talk to you next week. Bye.